Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello, welcome to the first episode in 2023. Hello. Oh, you got that right. I was going to say 2022. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had enough of 2022. I'm, I've been looking forward to moving on for over a month. Yeah, me too. So I guess we can wish everyone a happy new year. I don't know if it's too late. Um, for me, it's not. So our Christmas tree is still up in the living room. Uh, oh, how tacky. No, not really. I mean, most people keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> most people in Germany keep their trees up until around the 10th oh wow yeah so we're gonna throw it out next week <laughs> is it a real tree it's a real uh, that's a real tree it's a, oh wow uh, it was 40 bucks <laughs> that's not bad no no it's a good tree so most trees will um most christmas trees will be collected by the city and they'll be recycled into like furniture or whatever fun fact i don't know how it is in in the, actually in the US, I don't know if you know either, but if you you can buy Christmas trees from IKEA here, and if you return them after Christmas, you get like half of your money back, because they take that tree and they turn it into furniture. So uh, I've never done that, but uh, still kind of interesting. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it all gets recycled. Um, you take your tree outside, and everyone else just throws all the trees on a pile. So you'll see like. <clears throat> like at the end of each block you'll see like 10 or 20 trees <laughs> and, and the the say well, the, the like the garbage collectors or whatever they're called they'll come by and they'll just pick the trees up and yeah that's the end of that i have only ever had a plastic tree really i don't even think i've ever been in a house that has a real tree see like when i was growing up we had the same tree um it took me a couple of years to realize that it was actually fake <laughs> But I, I was a kid. Uh, but yeah, we always had a plastic tree. But here in Germany, most people have like an actual, like physical, real tree. So um. that is interesting because when we were growing up, like it was always like, you shouldn't get a real tree. You shouldn't get a real tree. It'll burn your house down. It'll burn your house down. Yeah, see, that only happens if you put like LEDs in them. So like Chris, our Christmas tree lights—they're just like little, like little cheap strips you get off of amazon for five bucks and they don't get hot they're not they're not they're, they're completely cold to the touch and like if you don't water your tree it'll dry and then it'll burn that's where that comes from so see i would never think to water my tree well you do like so we, we don't water the tree what you do is you have like a stand that you put the tree in and you pour water into that and even though the tree is i guess technically dead it still absorbs water because it's wood. And so that prevents it from drying out. So, like, the the needles won't fall off as quickly. And it won't dry out. So it's not like we, like, water the tree every day. We put it in water. <laughs> okay. That sounds much less terrible. <laughs> Although uh, there are some people who actually get, like, a tree that isn't dead. So they take it out of the ground and they put it in a pot. And they water their Christmas tree, and then when the season's over, they plant it back into the ground. I know there are some people who do that. 
Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd do that if I had a garden <laughs> that was big enough to hold a tree, but I don't have that. But that's a popular option, too. Much more environmentally friendly, I would say. Um, but how, is your tree gone, or is it still up? So we didn't even put up a tree in our house Aww. this year. Uh, we used to decorate it, you know, with some pretty standard lights mm -hmm. and some ribbons, but we have three cats. So those ribbons never stayed on the tree. Yeah, so we have two cats and uh, our fat cat. So he ate through, <laughs> he bit through our Christmas lights. So that was the end of that. Um, but the tree's still standing. So I'm not a huge tree person, to be honest. But it's more of like my wife's thing. So I just kind of go along to get along. Yeah, I am uh, very much not a Christmas person. Um, I'm actually kind of, you know, working on getting a house right now. Like, I have my eyes on some things that are going to be coming up for auction in our area. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to not put up a single decoration. Really? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I mean, it's a lot of work. Um... We, we also live, so we're not on the street but we're one house down from mm -hmm. it um in billings there's a well you know every every city has a handful of neighborhoods and streets that like go all out for christmas or halloween right yeah so we live very close to one of those and it's so bright and obnoxious and there are people driving through your neighborhood going five miles an hour and they're not in drive mode they're in like tour mode so they're not using turn signals and I, oh, it's infuriating. I don't think people, maybe you don't realize, I don't know if Americans realize how, like, American that is to, like, decorate your house with, like, uh, decorations and lighting and all of that and ornaments. That's such an American thing um, that you definitely don't see here. Like, now that you're talking about it, I, I, I'm starting to think about, like, how I don't see that here. I don't know if I've ever seen it, to be honest. Um, one, most people don't own a house. And two, even if you did, um, that'd be astronomically expensive <laughs> to like run all of those lights um, and those decorations. So yep, it's a pretty big waste. It's a it's a big waste, and they're a lot they're a lot stricter here about what you're allowed to actually do with your house. Like even if you buy the house, you still can't do anything that negatively affects the houses around you. So, um, nothing that, like, like, what would be a good example? Like, you... Uh, like, like, well, like, here, you know, there's, like, sound pollution laws. Yeah, stuff like Or that. noise limits. You can't just blast music all day. Yeah, stuff like that. And, uh, like, the things that I just mentioned, those are also not allowed in the U.S., but in the U.S., you have much more, like, flexibility in terms of what you can do with your property, whereas here you don't. So if, like, all the houses here are painted in more or less the same color, so let's say, for example, you have, like, ten houses, and they're all in maybe, like, a brown or, like, gray kind of color scheme because it's pretty popular here, you can't have, like, a bright pink house, for example. Like, that would uh, probably not be allowed because it would clash with the other houses. <clears throat> so stuff like that... Um, but that is uh 
a little extreme. Um, that is an extreme example. I don't know how often it's enforced, but I guess just by design, you wouldn't see it that much because people want to blend in. Whereas in the U.S., people like to stick out. So that's that's uh, one of like the key differences, I would say, here. But I've never seen Christmas decorations, to be honest, like outside of the for, house. For, for the record, I don't mind like Christmassy decorations when it's a little more understated, like just like some white lights. Oh, okay. But it's like like the big, loud, obnoxious, like look at me stuff oh, that God, I'm no. like... No, that's terrible. I, I, I can't stand. Are there laws out there? So like... So our neighbor directly across the street from us like a year ago installed a light over his garage door that he turns on every night and it is so bright that it like floods through our living room window and it's just i hate it so much i've legitimately considered like destroying it somehow (laughs) i won't do it i won't do it but the thought has entered my head just because i hate bright lights so much i mean yeah you could like here you could contact um like uh I don't know what the appropriate agency would be, but, like, you could contact the, the city and you could complain about that. I don't know how successful you would be, but that's also not something that you see all that often. What does happen, though, is people who live near the, near streets and the streets don't have, like, any, like, streetlights, for example. Um, and then, for whatever reason, the city decides to come along five years later and they start building a whole bunch of, like, lights basically and then it floods into your living room because they're so bright um if that happens you're just kind of you know sol (laughs) basically this when i was a kid uh the city built one i think i was like a young teenager they built one outside my bedroom window Mm -hmm. so it had been like and in hindsight considering the area it's crazy that there wasn't one there before, but it was so annoying because I was used to sleeping in the dark, and then uh, it would just leak through my blinds, and I ended up buying blackout curtains. Yeah, my, that happened to my coworker. I mean, the exact story that I just told you, something similar happened to him, to where he had he bought an apartment, and there weren't really any city lights around his apartment, and then the city came along and built some, <laughs> and it, there's not really much you can do about it. But people generally do value their, like, peace and quiet here. So in most parts of Germany, between, like, uh, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., you're not allowed to really do anything that causes too much noise. And traditionally speaking, people would have lunch off. So, like, they would go home and eat lunch with their families from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., and so during, like, 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., you couldn't really do anything that would cause too much noise. So you couldn't, like, I don't know, move furniture around or, like, uh, play loud music or uh, drill a hole in the wall. Uh, unfortunately, that's kind of, like, dead uh, in modern society. Most people don't go home to eat lunch with their families <laughs> anymore. Although, uh, I used to work for a company that was like kind of like a mom-and-pop shop. Where they would do that. So we would get off work from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And we would have a break for two hours. And uh, they close they close their shop for two hours and go home. And then they come back. But that's super, super traditional. It's not something you see a lot here anymore. 
And that sounds terrible. There's a handful of times in my life where I've had to take two-hour lunches Mm -hmm. because I was coming in super early and staying super late. And honestly, I would have preferred to just take a one-hour lunch and leave earlier. Yeah. Because then your whole day is being taken up. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, But that's just the way they did things back then. So, And you still kind of see that with with like smaller shops for example but if you work at like i don't know amazon or apple or whatever like these big companies they don't do that you take like a half an hour break and then you get back to work (laughs) well interesting and before you know uh going back to the the fascinating light topic then we should probably (laughs) move on uh i had a moment like a probably Oh, last fall, I was walking around our neighborhood, and I was going down a street, and I was like, you know, it was like, it was dark out. It was definitely nighttime. There was no hint of sunlight. Mm -hmm. And I was just in the street, like, it is so bright on this street. It is driving me crazy. Every house has, like, their, all their lights on, and it's just, I don't know. I I mean, I I get it. You, You put the light on outside so people don't break in your house. But I feel like it's gotten so excessive. Oh, definitely. We almost, com- I almost completely forgot. So we don't, before we like ramble on for too long, we forgot to talk about the weather. Um, I don't know. Did you have a white Christmas? Uh, no. But we had a white everything else. We, <laughs> the U.S. kind of went through like a polar vortex. Yeah, I saw that. And it was like, it was like negative twenty here for a few days. It was, it was brutal. Uh, lots of snow and you know when it's that cold it doesn't usually snow there it did snow hmm. so it was like it was uh it was some freak weather yeah, it was pretty wet here i think at most it was probably like 50 or that it's coolest it was probably like 50 60 which you know was really unfortunate because two weeks before christmas we had i don't want to say a bunch of snow because it's not even worth mentioning but for us it was a lot of snow um and black ice, so that was fun. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's scary. Yeah, it's super scary, but there is a decent amount of black ice. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been pretty wet. So it's just been raining here. And pretty gray. But on a positive note, it's starting to stay brighter later in the evening. Because it was, you know, at around like 4 p.m. it was pitch black. And now, you know, spring is starting to slowly, very, very slowly, you know, come along. So I'm... We'll, we'll get... The, I mean, winter just started, like, 16 days ago. Let's not get too far <laughs> I mean, it is for me. I mean, you know, the brighter it gets, the less winter it feels. So I don't even consider this yeah. to be winter because it's so... It's so warm, to be honest. Which is probably a good thing for you guys, because you guys are officially off Russian oil now. Oil and gas now, right? Uh, I don't know officially, but I know that it's uh, it's super expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. They raised most people's rates by 50%. Um, I thought I read something recently that the last... Because uh, I think you guys have a pipeline. Yeah. The last of the oil and gas that was going to come from Russia has officially gone through the pipeline. That could be. In honesty, I've been trying to block it out because, like, 
you really can't watch too much of the news here because it's it's the same thing nonstop. It's either inflation, it's the the activities in the east with Ukraine and Russia, or it's the coronavirus. It's one of those three. That's all you ever hear on the news. So I try to like block it out. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I mean, I I, I think yeah. Yeah, but it's uh yeah, inflation's pr- it's pretty bad. It's uh my coworker, he I think he was paying I want to say like $300 for gas, which for him was actually pretty cheap considering what he bought. And starting the 1st of January, so the 1st of this year, he'll be paying around I think three times that amount, so almost $1,000. Um Oh my god. Yeah, cuz it's just it's just it all went up. Um, we're lucky in that we live in an apartment, so it's more or less controlled, but for people who have houses, it's much more complicated, so. Yes. Uh, you know, I have a question for you, and I, I doubt it's something, I wouldn't be surprised if you've never heard of it, Mm because it's not really in your area, Mm. uh, but are you familiar with Orthodox Christmas? Uh, to a certain extent, you mean the way that people in Russia celebrate it? Well, I don't think it's just Russia. I think it's some other, like, Central and Eastern European countries. Yeah, okay. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, (laughs) not just Russia. Um, If I remember correctly, I do know that they just celebrated Christmas because they have a different calendar. So... Yeah, so Orthodox Christmas is today, January the 7th. Which which blows my mind, to be honest. (laughs) So I only had to learn about that because, you know, I work in the trucking industry and a a huge part of our industry is people from that region. Mm. So last year it was like, why does it feel like nobody's working? Why can't I get a hold of anyone? Like, why, why is today so hard? And, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to Google it. January, whatever holidays. What is Orthodox Christmas? I've never heard of this before. Well... Uh, so Germany celebrates Christmas on the 25th like most European countries, but Germany actually has three days for Christmas, more or less. So um, so Christmas Eve, so the 24th, most people will work until, mm, I want to say like 3 or 4 p.m. By 3 p.m., or by 4 p.m., sorry, most businesses here are closed. Like, you can't do anything. Then the 25th is a holiday, um and and the 26th so those are like so you have like the first second and third christmas day depending on how you want to count them uh as for like the orthodox version i think that's more like a personal thing if you want to take work off for that then you have to use your holiday but the you get three day you get two and a half days off for christmas every year basically okay yeah that's not too bad. I don't know if it was annoying for you this year, but I I believe Christmas what it fell on a Sunday, right? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it made everything with our office holiday scheduling difficult. It, it was terrible for me because I had to take off for that, or I didn't get off for that. Sorry, because if it's in the week, you get it off and you get it paid. Whereas if it's on the weekend, you're off, but it's not paid. Wait, you don't get an observed day? Uh no. Because <laughs> we got 
we got the 26th as an observed day. Nah. And most most businesses in the country just well, the, yeah, didn't do any. The 26th was the holiday anyway, so that doesn't matter. Um, that's oh, an official yeah. holiday. So the 25th and the 26th are official holidays in Germany. So you have those off. And if you don't have... And that's Boxing Day, right? I guess. Um, I think... Yeah, isn't Boxing Day, isn't that in England, though? Isn't that like an... I- I've seen it on a Canadian calendar before. I, I honestly don't know who does and does not celebrate it, and I don't even know what it's supposed to, you know, be about, but I know it's the 26th. So some Germans have explained it to me that, you know, the 24th is you kind of, you finish your work day. For most Germans, it's the last work day of the year, because typically speaking, they'll like they'll take enough vacation days so that they won't have to work until the second. So for me, for in my case, it was the same way. So I took off the, the 23rd and I didn't go back to work until the second. And so most Germans will do that. <clears throat> so the 24th is kind of like your, your last day of the year. And so you kind of wind down. Then the 25th, you'll go and, you know, you'll eat with friends and family or whatever and then on the 26th you'll kind of play with everything you got <laughs> so that's kind of the logic that some germans have given me as to why you have like so many days for christmas um whether or not that's the actual reason you know it's that's something i guess you have to look up see to me that just sounds like being a kid again because that's how it is when <laughs> when i was a kid and now it's like you put away all the stuff you got for Christmas and go back to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's true. But Christmas here is really nice, especially the Christmas markets. I really love those. Although due to, you know, the pandemic and inflation, um, they were less than spectacular this year, I would say. I don't even think I went to one this year, to be honest. Wait, no, that's not true. There's one. There was one in my city, but because the city is like bleeding money pretty bad because of inflation, it was, it was so small. It was. It's not even worth mentioning. It broke my heart. <laughs> Wait, does the city put on the market? Yeah, the city's put on the markets. Yeah. So y- oh. you can go to like it's an it's a it's a, a nationwide thing. Uh, ever almost every city in Germany has a Christmas market. Like it doesn't matter like how big or how small. And the city I live in is is relatively small, and even it has like a Christmas market. Um, but if you want to like see like the like the real ones, like the like the really fancy and beautiful ones, then you have to go to like Dusseldorf or Berlin or Dortmund or something like that or Bochum, and they have like massive Christmas markets. Like sometimes you'll get lost, <laughs> which has happened to me a couple times. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to look these up sometimes because they kind of sound neat. Oh, definitely. If you ever come to Germany in December, then you then that's like one of the first things like you should definitely see. Like you'll see it by default because like I said, they're everywhere. Um, and you can buy like little presents. You can buy um, like a lot of food, a lot of roasted stuff, um, trinkets, uh, souvenirs. Um, you can also buy a Glühwein, which is what I like, which is German for like hot wine. Um, and it's wine that's kind of been seasoned with like cinnamon, uh, and a couple other spices. I, I can't 
for the life of me name. And it's pretty nice. Sounds very festive. Oh, it is. It's, it's it was it's one of my favorite things. When I first had it, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. <laughs> like drinking hot. It's funny how that stuff grows on you. <laughs> yeah, it grew on me pretty fast. Um, but like the first time I drank it, it was so gross. Uh, I was like, how can anyone drink this? It's hot wine. Um, it's like boiling hot, you know, as hot as tea, basically. Um, but, you know, once you drink like two or three of them and it's super cold, like the the colder it is, the, the tastier it is. So it's a really nice drink. And it's actually alcohol. And a lot of foreigners don't know that. They just think it's like a fancy name. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's just a fancy name. But then so they'll drink like four or five of them and then they'll realize, oh, wait, I'm drunk. <laughs> So it is actual like wine, although although there are versions for children where there's no alcohol in them, kind of like root beer, you know. Um, although root beer isn't like the, I don't think there was ever beer in that to begin with, but you know what I mean. No, I think that was a prohibition era thing, but uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty neat. Although I will say, if I do, I do want to go to germany one day but i would probably go during oktoberfest just so i could experience that oh you're gonna go to bavaria <laughs> that's where you have to go so it is it yeah uh, doesn't like everywhere put on oktoberfest celebration no no so that's like one of like the biggest myths about germany is that germans celebrate oktoberfest um germans don't celebrate oktoberfest bavarians do so what I literally took two years of German in high school, and we spent a ridiculous amount of time studying Oktoberfest, Oct specifically in Germany. Oktoberfest is, it's, it's like the it's like the American American equivalent of like Cinco de Mayo. Um, it, to like to draw like parallels between that, so my history on Oktoberfest is a bit rusty, so don't anyone quote me, but I believe it was originally in the 1900s. And it was like a marriage ceremony between, I think, like a Bavarian prince and a Austrian princess. Something along those lines. I, I really can't remember the details. But anyway, um, the, the festival was so successful that they decided to keep it. And so it's, they've been doing Oktoberfest every year um, since like 1850 or 1860-something. Uh, and it's only ever been canceled due to like the wars obviously um and like the pandemic so besides that it's celebrated uh been, it's been celebrated i think for like 160 something years maybe but it's really only in bavaria and then it's only in munich so i was gonna say because i'm googling it right now to refresh myself Berlin has one, and I think Munich has the largest in the country. Yeah, but all the other ones are derived from that. So, like, you can go to the grocery stores here, and they'll have, like, Bavarian-themed flags, which which are, like, blue and white triangles. Um, and you can get, like, Bavarian-themed food and, like, Bavarian-themed clothing, you know, to, like, have, like, that Oktoberfest kind of feeling. But um, it's nothing that you actually celebrate here. Unless you're, like, Bavarian. So it's it's like, you know, someone from Texas. I don't know. Are there any, like, any Texas-specific holidays? I'm sure there are. Uh, Probably. The Alamo. There you go. Yeah. So it's basically, like, you know, ce celebrating, like, the Alamo in New York. 
it you, you can do it, but it's not like authentic. Um, for Germans specifically, it's not super interesting because Oktoberfest is like one of the biggest festivals in Germany. But like even my city, the where I live, every city has a festival like that. Every, like almost every city, it's just they're super small. And Munich's is the by far the most well known, so everyone goes to, you know, Munich to celebrate that. And even like within Bavaria, there are other versions of that, you know. So. Mm. But they're all just basic uh, Volksfests. Yeah, yeah, they're folk festivals basically. So, the region I live in, which is north, so in North Rhine-Westphalia, we're more of like a carnival state. So we kind of like more like Halloween. So a couple times a year they'll do like parades and people will dress up um, like clowns or jesters or or whatever. Um, that's more of a thing in this region. You know, like they love carnival here. Um, but like in the south it's more of like, like the folk festivals with like beer and drinking and dancing and stuff like that. Um, but... I've never been to like Oktoberfest, unless you're interesting. Yeah, unless you're into like heavy drinking and expensive food, I don't see the point in going. <laughs> I, I I legitimately feel like two years of my life was a lie right now. We even we even did in a, in the German club we had in high school. We even did an annual Oktoberfest where we'd buy like a bunch of food and get kegs of root beer. Like it was it was a whole event. It's it's funny because when I fly, I flew back with my wife in August, and people asked her about Oktoberfest, like, "Oh, have you been? And how was it?" And she's like, "I've never been. Like, it's it's super far." So when I say it's far, pe- Americans laugh at me because it's like four hundred miles from here, and or probably not that far, but you know, it's it's pretty far. It's about a five hour drive, six hour drive from where I live. And Americans like, well, that's not that far. But for Germans, that's almost the entire country. <laughs> You're driving the entire country to go to a festival. So it's like basically going from, I don't know, what is it called? Lollapalooza? You know, it's like going from like New yeah. York to California for Lollapalooza. That's what it is for us to go to like, uh, to Oktoberfest. So. I mean, it's not that crazy. It's just the cannonball run. Yeah, I mean, so, but, uh,. I thought the same thing too. I was like, uh, "Can we? Are we going to celebrate Oktoberfest?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, if you really want, we can go to Bavaria." But I mean, otherwise, no. <laughs> but when when the world's in a in a good state, maybe you should go one day and report back. Yeah, but like I said, um, each region has its own like kind of festival thing. We do carnival and Bavaria. It's more of like these folks festivals. I'm not sure what the other states do. I'm not like too knowledgeable on that. But so is your carnival? Is it like just like a generic carnival, no, or is it like it's, like a European carnival? Uh, yeah, kind of like that. I mean, it, they they go all out. Like they take that really seriously, um, especially like in Dusseldorf. And it's like really Renaissance. Yeah, flavor, yeah, right? it's, yeah. It's like the Renaissance. So if you go to uh, like Cologne or like Dusseldorf. Uh, and maybe like Dortmund, but it's not super popular in Dortmund, but definitely Cologne and Dusseldorf, they have like these huge parades. Um, and they're usually, they're sometimes they're like politically themed too. So 
they'll build like these i don't know these parades um or like these statues of like political figures to make like a political statement um like there was like they did like some with trump and like putin uh i don't know trump like eating a newspaper because or like spitting out a newspaper because he's always spitting out like fake news or whatever like they'll like build these like these huge things as like a political statement and uh you can kind of think of it like mardi gras they it's kind of like that but not so raunchy because <laughs> you know mardi gras is more mm, I, I would guess like a kind of sexual kind of thing uh not super sexual but it has that tendency i would say yeah and mardi gras i don't know maybe this makes me a hypocrite but i i feel like if i was close to a mardi gras i would go to check it out mm. But that's like a southern thing. Yeah, it's more like Louisiana, I would say. So, like, the original um, is Mobile. I can never remember if it's Mobile or Mobile. I think it's Mobile. Alabama. That's the original U.S. Uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, fun fun fact for everyone listening. Uh, like, two-ish years ago, uh, back when we were talking about doing a podcast together... The original idea we had is something I won't completely spoil because you know maybe one day. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But it involved it, it involved a lot of work studying different places around the country, and we were going to discuss different regions and cities. And when I was studying, you know, just briefly outlining things, and I got to Alabama, I was like, "Oh, Mobile and Alabama, the very first Mardi Gras." That's crazy because everyone thinks New Orleans, and that's that is the huge one, but Mobile still does it. I didn't know that. They're very proud of it. Oh, what is it? Don't they have, like, a version of that in Brazil? I can't remember the name. Because they also have, like, a crazy carnival before... I can't think of it. I I don't know if it's still... Because Mardi Gras, you know, in origin is a Catholic thing. Um, And I think so is Carnival. Like, the idea of, like, hey, we're about to go into Lent. So we're going to party now. And then, you know, we're going to... You know, abstain from all these things. I love that idea. Line. It's such a great idea. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know if Brazil has like a Catholic or originated equivalent like that. Like the U.S. is pretty complicated because we have as many versions of Christianity as we do people. Um, but in Germany, you pretty much have like Lutheranism, so Protestantism, and like Catholicism. For the most part, you have like those two like main versions of christianity i would say which is really kind of funny because if you say like you say like oh i'm not catholic and so then they automatically think that means you're protestant um whereas in like in the u.s you could pretty much be anything um yeah and i i think if you tell a catholic that you're a pro that you're anything else than a catholic they're like you're protestant fine i I don't care (laughs) that's kind of the way they feel they feel here um like, Martin Luther's birthday, or not his birth, maybe it was his birthday, or, like, you know what, it wasn't his birthday, it was Reformation Day, because he reformed the church in the 1500s, I believe, and for his birthday, or for the Reformation Day, one of the two, um, the Protestant states in Germany announced that they would have a special holiday for the next five years. So, I believe it was... Uh, the second of November. I can't remember. So you got like we got like, an extra holiday for four years, basically, um, which really made the Catholics mad. 
Um, because in the Catholic states, they didn't have that. Um, so depending on like what state you live in, Germ in Germany, you'll have like Catholic or like Protestant holidays. Don't ask me the difference because I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you'll have uh, you'll have more. So you know, and it's funny you mentioned uh, all the different flavors of Christianity and the different churches here. I remember the first time the first time I went to Ohio. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were driving through a neighborhood, and I saw, like, United Methodist Korean Church. And I'm like, why is there a <laughs> Korean church? Because, you know, in Montana, I've never, ever, ever, ever seen, like, a, you know, a church, like, for any ethnicity. It was always just, like, this church, you know, what, whatever denomination, there's plenty here. Mm -hmm. But nobody's like, oh, yeah, it's the... Uh, uh, the the Spanish church or the, you know, or the Senegalese church or whatever. That just, that's just not a thing here at all. Yeah, I had one of those growing up uh, down the street. There, I thought it was super interesting. It was like a very, it was a very specific name. Like the first order of the people's Korean Christian church or something. And it was also in Korean. I, I'm I'm paraphrasing that was that probably wasn't like the real name, but it was it was like a super specific name, and I know it was Korean because it had the word Korean in it, and under it it was written in Korean. Um, I always find that fascinating how specific like the I don't want to call them foreigners, but you know like you know ethnic churches I guess you could say if that's politically correct. Um, yeah, I mean that that probably is the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, speaking of which, uh, I was surprised to learn that Christianity, I mean, it's, I don't think it's huge in Korea, but bigger than I thought, uh, wasn't, uh, you know, when Shinzo Abe was assassinated, you know, a few months uh, back, yeah. I, I end up hearing a little bit about that recently. Wasn't the guy who killed him a member of, like, some w weird Christian-adjacent, like, Korean-based cult? Uh, yeah, I believe... I'm, I'm, I'm a bit fuzzy on the details, to be honest, but I know that the guy who assassinated the Prime Minister was um, basically mad at him about... Something to do with a fundamentalist church in Korea. I can't remember the for the life of me remember the name. Um, I think they're run by some guy named Moon, but I, honestly, I, I don't remember. But oh yeah, they, they and they they call the members Moonies. Yeah, I don't know if that's the appropriate term or not, but that's the term that's like been floated. I'm gonna say. But. Yeah, so here basically it's mostly either Catholic or Protestant. I mean, you have other forms too, um, but honestly, almost everyone I've ever met here is either Catholic or Protestant, and it's nothing super. Uh, it's that no one's like here super fundamental, like fundamentalist, like super religious. I would say, I think it's more. I definitely think they take it more seriously than like Americans do with in terms of religion, but they they definitely don't go like to the extreme. Um, whereas I feel like what like with like being Christian and like religion in the U.S. it's more of 
you know, kind of going along to like get along kind of thing. Whereas here it's that's the same feeling, but they do more for it. So more often than not, you'll find people almost everyone here is baptized and they've either had communion or I think confession. I can't remember what the difference is. One's Catholic, one's Protestant. But that's definitely super important here because most people want to marry in church and you can't do that unless you've been baptized and whatnot. Um, like they wouldn't let us marry in a church because, you know, we're not like in the church. We don't pay taxes, um, which you have to pay. <laughs> you have. To, oh, my God. Yeah. So the first time I came here and I got my my very first paycheck stub, it said church taxes. And I was like, and it said zero euros because I'm not in a church. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, why are, like, why, why are there church taxes, like, on my paycheck stub? And then I asked them, I was like, yeah, you know, if you're in a church, you know, if you're a member of a church, then they're going to automatically deduct that from your check, which I think is like 10% or something. It depends. Um, and you have to pay that. And if you don't pay that, then they'll kick you out of the church. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're a member, that's convenient because there are definitely churches that are like that everywhere. Yeah, and that's pretty standard here. Um, It's pretty standard to, you know, pay church taxes from your paycheck stub. But I'm kind of grasping at straws here because I don't know of another way and I've never actually been to a church here. Um, Mm. I mean, they're everywhere, though, so. (laughs) You know, it's funny you say... uh, the uh the you know how do you, how'd you phrase it the go along to get along yeah <clears throat> so oh you know something else i want to discuss here in a little bit we, we are kind of running out of time but mm. i i think it was something that pretty much the whole country was talking about at least here for a while happened and i wouldn't be surprised if nobody else was so uh this major sporting tragedy just happened um and then uh, a sports commentator I listened to, like it was, it was very somber in sports media here for several days, and uh, he said, uh, you know, I'm not a religious man, I'm not a religious man at all. Uh, I am kind of jealous of people who are in times like this, just because I think it makes it easier to cope. And he mentioned, like, you know, my wife is deeply religious, and she wishes we went to church more often. Mm. I'm like, we're kind of implying, like. I just kind of go to get along, you know, go along to get along. Just, you know, makes makes my wife happy, so I go sometimes. Kind of made me think of that. I, I honestly feel that's the way most people in the U.S. live their religion. I, I really do. I don't want to profess to know what people believe. I, I can't, like, read minds. But it, I mean, it often feels like it, though. Um, it is for the most part. Pretty much everyone I know. Yes. That isn't, you know, that that, you know, aren't just not religious but anyway uh that mate that major thing that happened mm-hmm. so actually did you did you hear about the the football player who got hurt on monday night football didn't he have like a cardiac didn't he have like cardiac arrest or something or a heart attack or or is it yeah so the <clears throat> so the general consensus of what happened was and this is a real thing that i think everybody learned about this week mm-hmm. there is a precise moment where if you take a impact your chest in a precise spot that in a few seconds your heart will stop Mm -hmm. because he like got up after the play was getting ready for the next one and then he just dropped 
and it was like it was terrifying like uh they stopped the game which if you know anything about the nfl is like unprecedented they do not stop games they do not cancel games really uh no like ever uh and they did they they stopped this game and they canceled it um it's actually kind of complicating uh by the by the way um he did wake up uh, he did wake up, he's speaking, he seems uh, neurologically intact, which is a miracle, because I think he was dead for nine minutes or something like that, or at least his heart was stopped for nine minutes. And he has no brain uh, damage? I mean, he's talking, I mean, so when he woke up, he was able to, like, you know, he had a breathing tube in, mm-hmm. but, you know, he they could say, lift your left arm or whatever, and he would lift his left arm, and then they gave him a notepad, he wrote a question, did we win? <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, when they took the breathing tube out, like, he was, you know, he talked with people, he FaceTimed with his team, uh, so he seems, I mean, obviously with something like this, I don't think you'll know the full extent of the damage, Mm -hmm. um, until years down the line, but it feels like this guy has gotten his best case scenarios possible, uh, but it was, it was legitimately scary, uh, it felt like everybody here was just... I don't know. It felt like it wasn't okay for the world to move on for a while because he was out for a couple days. Yeah, that was all of the news here, too. I didn't read too much into it, but they were definitely talking about that. Um, And the difference between, like, cardiac arrest and heart attack and all that. So, because it wasn't a heart attack as far as I know. Well, and it was And we watched it live. Oh. And, uh, you know, we... Yeah, because we were watching it live because it was... This was supposed to be the game of the year two very 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 good teams playing each other very late in the season Mm -hmm. huge playoff implications um and then all of a sudden that just didn't matter uh at all and we were sitting there you know they had the ambulance on the field they were going to cart him off but his heart stopped they had to get him they had to you know do what they could to save him on the field and we sat there for two hours and we didn't even realize it like time just went so fast Mm. You know, I, I know it's just one person, but it felt like watching, you know, it, it almost kind of gave me COVID vibes again, like early COVID, because it felt like it was affecting everybody. And like, there's, you know, er, early on, it was like, it didn't really matter your background. COVID kind of affected everyone the same way. Yeah. Uh, that's how this kind of felt, because it's like, everybody was talking about it. Everyone was like, scared and confused. Uh, like, li- and I was surprised it hit me so hard. Like, I only worked two hours the next day. I was like, I can't do it today. I need to go home. Which was is weird for me. Because, you know, far more tragic things than that happen all the time. Uh, yeah. But I think it was just... You know, maybe part of it's like... It's a hobby I'm directly... You know, I directly enjoy. And I kind of use as escapism. Yeah, I can get that. I mean, it affects everyone differently. I definitely, you know, that kind of parasocial uh, para bond that we talked about? Yeah. A couple. But what's crazy is, I didn't know this guy's name before Friday. Like, yeah, he's not a bad player. He's just, I'd never heard of him. Because, mm. you know, there's there's so many players across so many teams, you can't know them all. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you're more of the expert between the two of us. So, <laughs> uh I don't know that much about players. The only player I know is Tom Brady, and that's about it. Um. <laughs> now, he did just come to Germany. Yeah, that's true. And got divorced, from what I heard. It's been 
It's been fun watching his life be ruined. I really don't like that man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was all good in the. I mean, yeah. as good as possible. He's awake. Uh, he had like a toy drive charity and also to help out his community. Mm-hmm. It was at like twelve thousand dollars before his accident. Um, last I heard, it was over eight million dollars now. So. Oh wow. Yeah, um, people people showed up to show support like the only way they could. That's that's awesome. You know, you know, but you know, hopefully he'll make a full recovery if he hasn't already. So. Yeah, and I don't even know if playing again is on his mind, but he's like twenty four, so I imagine it is because, hmm. like like I said, this was like a. This was like the reverse of winning the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. It had to be the perfect time in the perfect place. Uh, you know, football has been played for a long time, and I don't think this has ever happened before. So it's... And it was a routine play. There was nothing, like... Uh, which, by the way, the guy who hit him, mm-hmm. uh, people were, like, sending him death threats. Why? Because, <laughs> you know, they were like, they needed somebody to blame, and it was a totally routine play. Mm. It was literally just a freak, perfect place, perfect time, horrible probably like million or billion to one odds mm. and it just happened to line up perfectly um you know some people tend to need villains and tragedy unfortunately yeah i mean i doubt anyone would do that you know intentionally hopefully but no i mean people you know people are you know it's a physical game mm-hmm. and then when people you know get in your way or do something there is a culture of like hey you're making this play, so now I'm going to punish you for making this play. I'm going to hit you pretty hard, um, and maybe... Because there, there is a le- legitimate gamesmanship to it that, like, hey, if you do this, I'm going to hit you hard, and then maybe you won't do it again. Yeah, that's bad sportsmanship. <laughs> no, no, like, no, that's that's legitimately, like, oh, you want to oh, you wanna okay. run away? So, like, uh, like, the quarter... That's not what happened, but, like, the quarterback position has a lot of special rules and protections. Mm-hmm. That means you can't hit them very hard. But if they take off with the ball and they start running, they lose all those protections. And a lot of the times people are like, "Oh, if you want to if you want to shed all those protections, I'll I'll show you why they're there." Huh. So there I mean it's it was just a routine hard good football and it was it was sad, but Anyway, I'm I'm rambling, but no, no, uh, I felt good. like that was necessary <laughs> to include for this week cuz I felt like basically everybody in the country was affected by that this week. No, that's what we're here for, is to ramble. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was a little more disorganized than usual. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I'm clearly an amateur. Right, right before we recorded, I had this thing of peanuts next to me. And I'm like, yeah, let's start. And I took a huge mouthful of peanuts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry, let me finish chewing these peanuts. Oh, no, I'm stuck in my teeth. I need to go drink some water and brush my teeth. Sorry. It's a good thing we're not on radio. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the word amateur. I, f- I feel like people throw that around as, like, like such a dirty word, though. Um, but honestly, I I really like the word. Um, I'm, I'm double-checking to make sure I don't, like, misrepresent this. Well, because... Yeah, all, all it should mean is that you do something and you don't get paid for it. Well, I mean, amateur is from the Latin... Amade, which means to love. So an amateur is someone who does something because they love it, you know. And I think that's what we're, you know, what we're all about is doing stuff we love. 
So, but people like to throw, you know, the word amateur around. It's like a dirty word. You don't know what you're doing. But those are generally people who are the most passionate, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, my freshman science teacher, um, I think, felt responsible to quash those thoughts in us. Because mm. he would talk about, you know, there's thousands of amateur astronomers in the world and a lot of ast uh, astronomical discoveries have been made by amateur astronomers just taking a look through their telescope and like what is that it's not on our charts <laughs> did i just find something new yeah like that that happens yeah i would say half of science is just discovering stuff by accident <laughs> it's the way I... half might be generous <laughs> but a lot a lot of stuff is yeah. pretty much just trial and error. Probably over half. Yeah. But we're slowly coming to a close. I don't know if you have any points you want to hit on before, you know, we make it out of here. Uh, you know what? If you'll permit me to be corny for, for a brief moment. Sure. So, uh, we did, you know, we, we discussed that, that football tragedy. Mm -hmm. The same day that happened, a former player, he was 38 years old, he made YouTube videos, he was involved in the community, um, suddenly died of a heart attack. Um, his name was Uche Nguenere, he played um, his whole career in Jacksonville. Um, and I believe there was a Formula One driver who passed away. Uh, you know, it, it felt like it was a week of just unfortunate sad tragedy mm. and that was just a reminder that you know you or people you care about can go at any time so yeah you know i won't say go out of your way to text everyone on your contacts that you love them but just you know that's... keep it in mind that time is limited and you never know yeah honestly that's a good note to, to end on uh i read a, a similar article today about an influencer from spain i i can't remember her name sorry but she died at the age of 20, um, after a battle with stomach cancer. Um, and that just kind of brings everything into, into perspective that, you know, no matter who you are, or no matter how old you are, how fit you are, can, <clears throat> can happen at any time, anywhere to anyone. So, yeah. So definitely reach out and talk to your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Uh, it's yes. very important. Oh, especially at the beginning of the new year. <laughs> so, yeah. That could be a good resolution. I don't, I don't think we talked about resolutions. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Maybe next time yeah. that would be a good one. Because uh, that, that's usually about the time they start breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also a, a small request, if I may, for everyone. Um, Uche Nguyenere, like I said, he was, a, he was on YouTube. He had a goal of making it to 100,000 subscribers. Um, obviously he's passed away, but when you make it to a hundred thousand subscribers, YouTube does send you a silver plaque. Uh, the community has been trying to get him there so that his family can have something. Mm. Um, if, I mean, obviously you're not going to be getting any more videos. So if, if, if anyone listening would be willing to look up his YouTube channel, the observant lineman, uh, and just give it a sub, just, I think we're last I looked, we were at 55,000 subscribers. Um, and it would be nice to, you know, get get something to his family. Yeah. Well, he's at 60,000 60, now, so I'll subscribe too. So, yeah, Good. <clears throat> definitely. Um, so, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we both look forward to a great year. Um, 
and really enjoy doing more episodes and making some interesting content. Yeah, so that's all from yes, my side. And uh, see you all next time. Or here. <laughs> see you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.